0: Everyone, before we get into this episode, I just want to say quick heads up about the Hawthorne Heights, the Silence of Black and White album review, relisten episode that was supposed to go out last Thursday. Uh, turns out I spread myself a little bit too thin. And if anyone out there who is a listener is also a con going person, is a cosplayer, will know that when your brain gets into con crunch mode and you're prepping to go to a convention There is very little room for any other extracurricular projects that you have going on. So there was full intention to edit the episode and get it out on my way over to MAGFest. However, the raw audio for that episode is, no joke, two hours long. (laughs) So (laughs) it definitely needed more time than just my frantic trying to run and get the raw audio prepped to edit on my way down on Amtrak to Washington DC. It just didn't happen. So that will be coming at you sometime this weekend. I don't know what day yet, probably Saturday or Sunday, but I want to get it up and out before the end of the month because we have a lot of really cool episodes planned for February is specifically for Black History Month, so I don't want an album review episode to get in the way of the really cool stuff we have in store for you guys. So that being said, on with the episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to So Emo, I Fell Apart, a podcast dedicated to all things emo and pop punk for the Naughty oddies. And today, I'm one of your hosts, Rhea.
1: I am one of your other hosts, Chloe.
0: And what are we getting into today, Chloe? Uh,
1: today, we are just getting into the January 2024 news roundup. It's been a pretty sleepy yeah. month, so we don't have too, too much to talk about. But like a few things definitely happened.
0: And you know us. We're going to go off the rails a little bit. Which yeah. first off, off the off the bat, I apologize for what my voice currently sounds like. I was at MAGFest it, down in D.C. all weekend uh, and turns out talking for four days straight and doing stuff for four days straight. I don't talk that often in my normal everyday life anymore. So my voice is fucked. So <laughs> sorry for what I sound like additionally now that i also have your attention at the top of the episode before we get into news please remember to one follow and or subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice and if you like what we do here please give us a review on spotify or apple or your other spot podcatcher choice apple is the only one i know that allows written comments i believe so if you want to like write us a comment a review that'd be great. If not, toss us a few stars. It really helps us out in the algorithm. And while you're at it, follow us at So Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I'm so good at remembering at remembering to do this at the top of the episode this time. <laughs> oh my Killing god, it's almost like doing this pod, almost like doing stop this podcast for a year has finally put some good habits in me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's get in get into some fucking uh, news.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um. All right, so. <laughs> Uh, if you are, like me, uh, raised by somebody who really likes Talking Heads, and then you also really like Talking Heads, uh, you were absolutely so aware that A24 had re-released uh, the Talking Heads concert movie Stop Making Sense uh, into theaters this past year. They are also now, following that run in theaters, going to be releasing a Talking Heads tribute album with like a ton of covers, including a cover from Paramore uh mm-hmm. Haley williams is like apparently pretty decent friends with david byrne which is oh okay cool. cash <laughs> um paramore <laughs> is going to be opening up the album with a- their cover of burning down the house hell yeah so that they're, is
0: they're gonna fuck that up genuinely, I fuck that up I me mean, like yeah. tear it up yeah in, like the not bad way like it's gonna fuck so severely
1: <laughs> it's like actually gonna be so good um i want to know who else is gonna be on this album though
0: yeah, I never like, bothered to so bad. look that part up. I was just like, oh, Paramore is sick. And then my brain kind of just like stopped at the Paramore thing.
1: Yeah, but I need to know. Let me see. Let me see. I think they've only announced Paramore.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> they were Which like, like, like the- 16 tracks from 16 artists. Track one, Paramore. And I'm like, or cool. It. A24, can you tell me
0: Or I guess some they're more releasing like, mi- like their own music videos for, like, directed by... Or produced by A24. I can only assume so, given, like, how the announcement trailer looked. Yeah. God.
1: That's gonna be so good. I'm, It's gonna be
0: really good. I'm very excited about it. And, of course, like, A24 is gonna do it. Of course. Yeah. I guess I just was not expecting the Paramore to A24 connection, but I guess, now knowing that Haley Williams is, like, friends with David Byrne. Yeah. Of course. Yeah.
1: I'm... I'm I don't know. I'm like a big A24 girl. So
0: this, oh, yeah. this
1: is extremely for me.
0: It's extremely your shit. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm very excited.
0: I just can't wait until we get the Hideo Kojima post about it. Oh my
1: god, it's gonna be so good. <laughs> Kojima like, is gonna oh, put Haley Williams in his next game. It's gonna be like her and Timothy Chalamet and like Hunter oh Schaefer.
0: God. Schaefer, yeah. exactly.
1: His like constant... Like, tweeting about Hunter Schaefer is the funniest shit to me lately. Like, I'll be scrolling through my timeline and be like, Wow, who, which of my friends retweeted this, like, mad horny picture of Hunter Schaefer? And it's, like, always Hideo. Like, every
0: time. <laughs> he's such a weird fucking guy. I know. Like, he is basically, like, the auteur of our generation, where he's just, like, a weird old dude who, like, has a million different interests and, like, is not normal about any of them. No.
1: And, like... You know, in a perfect world, I think that, like, he would really just be, like, a hermit on some eccentric millionaire's property. And they would just, like, give yeah. him money to, like, make whatever weird art he wants to make. I mean, that's kind of basically what he's Wait, doing I now. I do what he does
0: is, like, now. I just don't know who's the one funding it at it, this it's point. It's,
1: like, him. Like, he's funding it. Like, he's just going to Sony every year and just saying, like, money, please. Money, please. And then, please. like, being like, okay, I'm going to call up my friends, like, Jordan Peele and Mads Mikkelsen and Guillermo del Toro. And I'm going to make something and they're like, is it going to be a game? And he's like, it's like, there's the, anything can be a game if you want it to be.
0: Which like is the the space that I love to play when it comes to game theory and game studies. But I don't know if I love that when it comes to just giving Hideo Kojima tons of yeah, money. Yeah, it's it's
1: very, <laughs> like, it's, it's interesting. I am glad that he exists. I wish there were more people like this who are just allowed to do whatever the fuck they want.
0: Yeah, he's a good one to let do whatever the fuck I'm I will say I'm still pissed about like how the game awards setup was that they gave fifteen minutes to Kidios and uh and Jordan Peele's trailer that was mostly nothing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, no one got their flowers for anything properly. But like At all. this is not a video game podcast, no. but like We should have one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Justice for Sam Lake. Like that, like, I just think if you're giving an award to someone and English is not their first language, you should maybe give them a little longer to talk. Right? Like,
0: oh my God. And I'm just still so angry about like anyone getting played off when they're starting to talk about like literally anything that steers into the realm of potentially controversial or uncomfortable. Like, Neil Newbun uh, getting played off
1: while he was starting to talk about Literally Like why he knows the starian is important to people. And it's like, okay, like we're ta- we're getting into the territory of him like talking to victims of abuse here. Um and now of we're which there start are the
0: playoff music? many
1: in the video game industry. And I mean just the world, period. Yeah, but like a video
0: game an industry rife with this shit. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, wouldn't you want to be the fest the the show that like has someone on stage talking about how you're not alone in that and like you're gonna have support like wouldn't you want that it's weird it's weird and then
0: also like um when Baldur's Gate won game of the year and they were trying to like make a tribute to the members of the studio that had passed during the making of the game Mm -hmm. and they were like time to start playing you off
1: Oh my um, god, yeah, like the big flashing wrap it up while they're like listing the names of their friends who died. Like, can you go to yeah. hell?
0: But we're going to give 15 minutes to uh, to Kojima for his nothing thing. Yeah. Like, ugh, it's so frustrating. And then also, and uh, like again, we fucking love Kojima. The other thing that frustrates me with the whole like Kojima thing at the Game Awards is like this is a year that was like rife with tons and tons of tons of layoffs. From every single major studio. While CEOs make more and more and more money. The game industry is making more money than ever has before. But we can't afford to pay our employees. But like Kojima. I I guess by his own thing of. He runs his own studio. He can make things at his own pace. His own time. He doesn't have to be on Crunch. He doesn't want to be on Crunch. But like Sony will just give him so much money. Meanwhile any other studio is like. We're going to lay off 400 people you know yeah like minimum looking looking at you fucking riot because they just laid off no joke 500 employees yesterday out of nowhere and most of them found out on twitter
1: yeah it's fucking crazy
0: like so ridiculous yeah i don't know i was already beefing with riot now
1: i'm beefing harder with riot
0: i don't think riot has ever made a thing that i've actually given like a shit about. I watched arcane
1: that's about as close as it gets
0: yeah that like that's it arcane's good that's like my only kind of like good relationship with league of legends in any capacity is that and also like watching my k-pop boys play league of legends and like that's it yeah and i also think uh is faker the one who's a uh, lord the lord of the rings player i wish uh or is he still overwatch i forget regardless faker is
1: the league of legends player who like had that shown in anime ass like rise to the top and then like I think lost like right at the oh, end. Did he? I don't
0: yeah. really pay attention to esports. I mostly mentioned it because uh fucking he's trying he's getting like the idol treatment in Korea where they're constantly making fake or do things with idols, like teach idols how to play League of Legends and it's very funny.
1: It makes sense. Like he's cute. So like of course egg.
0: yeah of course
1: yeah so like he, he uh at the championships or like the world's last year i think that he didn't win no did he maybe he did i don't know i don't know he did but like it was like an absolute fucking like insane game with like a very last second turnaround mm-hmm. like to the point that like people had kind of like like, I knew someone who was at, like, an event where they were watching it at, like, a bar. And people had just kind of stopped watching because they were like, oh, like, it, the game's been called. Like, no one is turning it around at this point. Like, we know how it's going to end. And then, like, there was just a very last minute, like, fuck. Like, no one could have seen this coming. Um, Obsessed. And I think one of his opponents was, like, a guy that he had, like, gone to elementary school or high school with
0: oh oh fuck and
1: then they like joined opposing teams yeah it was genuinely narratives it was there was like a fucking narrative going on like it was crazy holy shit yeah and i was like do i get into league like just for this like high q ass plot line that might happen (laughs) i was like no it's not worth it
0: No, I just, I just like, I have such a hard time getting into esports. The closest I'll get is watching speedruns every once in a while. Oh my God. Which reminds me, um, uh, when we were at Magfest, which like, for those of you guys who don't know, it's, it, Magfest is short for music and gaming fest. So it's kind of like a really cool space where it's like strictly gaming and then strictly music. And then it comes together where, of course, music and gaming go together really well obviously and there's just so much fun like there's such a fun like play space in between those two things and one of the headliners for i think friday night was this band called bit brigade and i'm so mad i didn't get one of their t-shirts i'd never heard of them before it's a band that's like a metal like a metal core ish band and they play behind one of their other bandmates who is speed running a game and so they'll like they'll intertwined themes of the game like they'll actually play like stuff from the game that they're playing and then also speed up or speed down depending on like how fast the speedrunner is going through what the the fuck they're so fucking cool so if you are if you're a listener and you love metal music and you like the music that we typically talk about on so we might fall apart and love games fucking check out bit brigade they were so sick i'm so glad that my friend mish was like i want to see this band and, I was, and we were all just kind of like, yeah, sure. Like, why not? We'll follow with. It's hysterical. And they considered the guy who's speedrunning a member of the band. Like, of course he is. Yeah, But, like, it's so funny how he has, like, these four dudes, like, long hair, totally wearing, like, the your typical, like, old dude who likes metal outfits. Because, like, all the members of the band were, like, at least in their late 30s. There was, like, one 20-something-year-old in the band. But he's willing just, like, jeans, t-shirt, a zip-up hoodie, and, like, a page boy cap. Of course, yeah. (laughs) Playing a game at the front of the stage.
1: What was he speedrunning?
0: Oh, he was speeding Double Dragon. And he did it in, like, 15 minutes or something like that. Oh, fuck. So you have, like, this really fun energy in the crowd of, like, people who are so stoked about, like, cheering when the speedrunner is doing, like, really hype shit. And then also cheering when the band is doing really hype shit. There's this one moment when he got to a boss in Double Dragon where uh, one of the cheats of it is if you layer yourself properly right on top of the boss, there's like a dead zone in his hitbox where he can't hit you despite you being on top of him. And so he's just like cheesing the boss for a full 30 seconds. And it was the hypest shit I've ever seen <laughs> live in a crowd. It was so cool.
1: That sounds so cool.
0: Yeah. So, if you like games and like metal and just like really good musicians who are really good guitarists and bassists riffing on this shit, Bit Brigade. They're yeah. really cool. That sounds fucking good. Yeah. You got to come. Yeah. If you can swing I think it next I do. Year, if, 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 like, literally, if all the old ass bands that we like stop touring for next year, <laughs> um yeah. you should come, you should come to MAG. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun.
1: All right. What do we got next? we got we got
0: next uh i think in terms of uh chronologically um gerard way was in a studio somewhere i lost a screenshot of where it is it was on someone else's story posting that gerard was in the studio with him yeah who's to say what that means
1: i'm i'm so curious and i'm so scared
0: because part of me is like okay is it mcr5 or is it like a feature for someone else slash, you know, something related to like Umbrella Academy? Yeah. Still, I
1: don't know. I know that Gerard was tagged in it. Um, Kevin Sweatshop was tagged in it. Um, and it's just like a tattooed hand holding a guitar, and I like need to know what Gerard is doing in a studio so badly right. because like obviously the MCR five true thing is like always always going wild um anytime any members of MCR other than the ones who live there are in or around LA it's like it's finally happening they're recording the album like let's go
0: the most damning one is always Frank because like he will fucking not leave Jersey unless he has to if it's unless it's for a tour yeah like he's not leaving Jersey so when he's just casually in LA I'm like all right what are you doing
1: yeah so like when he was in LA for like a while like towards the end of last year it was like oh okay like it's it's happening then because yeah. like why else would you be in la
0: and we all thought that mcr5 was going to get announced on halloween this year and last year and it didn't happen yeah. i know maybe th- th- this year though because we're getting when we were young them being M- when we were young again so it means that they still want to be active in some capacity so yeah
1: that's what i'm thinking because i'm like well they don't Like, they genuinely just, like, don't have any obligation at this point to keep doing things. So, like, they won't do things unless they want to.
0: Like, everything they talked about post-tour and decided to do the tour in the first place was, like, it's time. We are all feeling better about this. We're all in, like, the right space to do this. Yeah. And they're the – again, like you said, they're the kind of band at this point that will not do things that they don't want to do.
1: Yeah. And, so like, I, I just don't feel like you write one song and have it be that good. And then go on one tour and have it be that fucking good and just not do anything else.
0: It feels silly. Especially to not with like do anything with it.
1: The um like the changes that were being made to the set design. Because like mm-hmm. they like they had a like stage design mapped out and then like before that went into production or whatever, before they like finalized it, they came back and they were like, actually we want this. Like I like you don't do that if you aren't thinking if you aren't like developing something.
0: Yeah. Like you just, cause they're not the kind of band that will just do that. Other bands might do that, but yeah. this one, no.
1: Yeah. Just be like, I changed my mind. I actually want this. Like nobody comes into the studio or comes up to their set designer and it's like, Hey, I have this like specific aesthetic that I want. Like I want this image. I want it to be like all practical. I don't want it to be screens. I want it to be like physical stuff. Um, you know, like that just isn't something that, My Chemical Romance does, because they build aesthetics to go with albums. Yes. Like, they are not doing imagery for imagery's sake. And, like, to hear them talk about what led to them breaking up, like, Gerard would say, like, well, we were developing, like, an image of what this album would look like and, like, how we would look like before we were developing the music and, like, that's how we knew that, like, this was not working anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think there's just no way that they were developing an image and like a like a new kind of like visual dictionary for like what MCR looks like in this era. Like I don't think that they do that without having something to go with it, especially exactly. with how happy they've been and how successful this tour was.
0: Yeah, I also think that I don't know what their contracts look like. I I'm really bad about paying attention and understanding music contract law, and frankly I should probably start understanding that because it dictates so much the behind the scenes of the music industry and explains a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and if you don't know that information you just assume the complete opposite of what is actually going on kind of yeah Um, like what their contract situation looks like where are they still obligated to deliver an album in a certain amount of time are they still under a label slash contract that expects that of them? Do they have a deadline? Or are they kind of like untethered and can take things at their own pace and give it the time and breathing room it deserves rather than being on, you know, an album crunch, Uh like they were with several other albums before, and are able to, you know, make a song two years ago at this point let Frank do his thing with L.S. Dunes, let Mikey have fun being the boy toy again and going to hang out with a bunch of his friends on stage, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. and just kind of like work on it at their own pace and expect, you know, an album. Maybe maybe Halloween this year they get, we get an announcement versus maybe. what everyone expected Halloween last year simply because it just made sense with where the tour ended, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Or maybe it'll just be like, foundations and they'll just drop it like on a random fucking thursday in may like for no reason
0: just to keep us on our toes
1: yeah just because they feel so, like it
0: have a fun little have a fun little time yeah yeah it's either like the, whatever this album does happen it's either going to be a random drop no lead up no teasing here's the full thing see you on tour on a tour in six months yeah kind of thing or it's going to actually have a proper announcement and stuff i just don't know where they are right now in their careers, were, which one they would rather do.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know, because I can definitely see them still liking the uh, the drama of like kind of a of drawn course. out, like, almost like ARG type album release, like how you used to see in the 2000s. Yeah. I don't know. I can see them still wanting to do that.
0: That'd be a lot of fun. I actually, that would be, if anything, for us to have a crossover episode with the Argonauts. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> please do this for moonshot pods yeah mike of a romance we fucking love you let us do something cool because of your album mm mm-hmm. so sick. please so yeah gerard's in the studio not knowing i don't know what that's up what that is doing it makes me nervous though
1: i'm scared but also i'm excited. so
0: scared um another thing that happened uh somewhat chronological order the band issues had their final shows in anaheim atlanta and chicago uh the past couple days they announced the final shows i think around like a month or so ago um they've been around since like 2012 and they've gone through several many members and this they've dubbed the farewell shows so you know i was never an issues fan i just had friends who posted about it i was like oh I feel really bad that this was a glaring oversight in like my knowledge of this scene that I had no clue
1: <laughs> that mm-hmm.
0: this band was that big of a deal, and people are really sad about it. Yeah, and had the longevity in the scene. That no, I'm kind I, of the same.
1: Like I just never really like was into them.
0: So if but, you're an issues fan, I mean, don't they're worry, gonna have I got you back. I it. It's gonna be. Yeah, I think. Uh, hold on, I have it right here. Yeah, it happened on the 19th in Anaheim was their final California show. The 20th was in Chicago and then they're playing the Masquerade in Atlanta on the 27th on Saturday mm-hmm. of January. So the one crazy that they're playing the Masquerade. Yeah. But and the other shows were House of Blues. I eventually I really have to go down to Atlanta. One cuz I have friends who live in Atlanta. Two I finally need to like make the pilgrimage to the Masquerade. I feel like the yeah. Starland ballroom is to Jersey as the Masquerade is to Georgia. And I really like need to go make that uh make that journey down. Apparently it's like gone through a bunch of owners over the past couple years and like gotten uh some renovations that are weird, so it's not like the original iteration of that venue that I knew of back in like the twenty, uh, late 2000s, early 2010s situation. I have friends from Atlanta that have explained the difference in, in this stuff to me, but I'm not recalling what the differences are at the top of my head right now. But
1: yeah. yeah. I don't know. It seems like a really, really chill venue.
0: Apparently, there's like it, it, obviously people from Atlanta, correct me if I'm wrong. You can yell at me using hashtag SoEmopod on Twitter and Bro, on Instagram. Plain
1: White Tees is going to be I- playing there.
0: <laughs> Yo! <laughs> But I think there's like, there's three different stages within the venue. Yeah. I think Heaven, something Yeah, Heaven, Hell, like and Purgatory. That. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That, that was what I was getting at. I have no idea how it's set up in there and if that was how it always was, but that's a wild way to set up a venue. So I am intrigued to see it IRL.
1: Yeah. A friend of mine has gone to see Meet Me at the Altar there, I think like twice. Oh, six. Yeah. Incredible shows, they always get ended up getting moved to like the bigger stage due to like high demand because yeah. the people cry the fuck out for Meet Me at the Altar.
0: As they should.
1: People want to see Meet Me at the Altar. I want to see Meet they're, Me at the Altar.
0: They're doing pop punk better than anyone else in the scene right now. Yeah. Is my hot take.
1: Yeah. And like when people want correct. the pop
0: punk sound what they want to be listening to is meet me at the altar when they bemoan that pop punk doesn't sound the way that it used to sound like you need to be listening to meet me at the altar yeah if that is your take on the scene yeah in this current iteration
1: like if you want that i have huge news for you these girls are doing that
0: and they're so fucking good um what else what else what else i think at
1: least one of them is also like from georgia too so like
0: oh sick yeah aren't they And speaking of me the Altar, aren't they going on tour
1: Maybe the altar. They're on tour right now. So they were just, (laughs) like, they were just at the masquerade, I think. Um, Let's see. Meet me at the altar. What are you ladies up to? I'm so mad that I didn't end up getting, like, one of their shirts at uh, Adjacent because, like. Yeah,
0: because they had all sold out.
1: (laughs) Their shit just sold out, like, immediately. It was like, hey.
0: One huge. That's great.
1: Yeah. But, like, I want one. So, I don't know. Gotta get on their website.
0: What about my needs? What about my desires?
1: Yeah, they're going to be in like Toronto like next week, but like
0: but that's 6 hours away it, for you.
1: Is, yeah, which is honestly not awful. I just like I hate I don't like going to Toronto. I mean, I like going to Toronto. It's just, you know, it's mm-hmm. a whole process of getting to fucking Toronto. No,
0: fully, I feel like it it's 2 hours shorter, but it's the equivalent of like me getting down to DC or me going up to Boston. It's like it's just far away enough that I'm like
1: Ugh. it's like if I'm going there I have to stay there for like a little bit yes
0: exactly it's not like an in and out kind of thing like, like I, if I went if I go <laughs> to Philly for example Philly isn't like a in and out trip for me yeah versus Boston or DC that's a that's a further trip
1: like Montreal I can go and come back in a day because that's like hour and a half two hours like depending on how I'm getting there but like yeah I also just like I'm not going to Montreal so
0: oh what I discovered on this trip is that uh, down to Magfest because I took Amtrak for the first time mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. because I've o- I'm either always traveling to a place that it's easier for me to either take a plane or I just drive. Yeah. Um, Amtrak, huge slay.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Like, if you haven't taken, I feel like I'm like the last one in this world to like discover the beauty of Amtrak because I typically all I've ever seen is people complain about Amtrak. Because they're constantly delayed or they're constantly arriving late to places. First of all, my my train was on time when it got to me. And I got at the projected arrival time in D.C. It was fantastic. The seats were large and comfortable. There was plenty of overhead, like, carry-on, luggage space. Even for bigger bags, there was areas. There was a snack car. Yeah, It was clean. I... The only big problem was, like, there's no... Unless you pay extra money, you don't... You have to, like, find your own seat in it, like, if the Southwest flight. Yeah. So now, whenever I need to be going down to D.C. or up to Boston, which I probably need to go up to Boston soon to go visit our dear friend Chuck. Chuck! Chuck! Uh, I will be taking Amtrak. Fuck driving.
1: <laughs> like, yeah.
0: It was so lovely. So next, when I finally... uh after how many years of our friendship and how many times that you've come down to here and I finally get up to Canada, yeah, I may consider Amtrak.
1: It's like such a good way to get here too. Like, uh, Smoggy is like only ever taking the train into Canada. Oh, and fuck yeah. Yeah, you can get into like Windsor and then from there I think you can like take a train into Ottawa. Oh, um, fuck yeah.
0: I, I would have to like look at, I would probably have to go through Montreal to then get to Ottawa. Yeah. Because of just how like the Northeast trains work up here. Yeah, are you gonna? Are you guys enjoying Train Pod? Yeah, are you gonna?
1: (laughs) Are you going to guest on Chuck's podcast?
0: I hopefully will. Because I think that you should. (laughs) Yeah, our our friend of the podcast. If you happen to like Formula One and motorsports in general, specifically like IndyCar and uh, Formula E, listen to Bitch Stopped or just Bitch Stop, Bitch Stop. Yeah, because our friend uh, has that podcast. And they are hysterical, and talk about motorsports the way that it needs to be talked about. If they have a Daniel Ricciardo episode, like that's the episode that'll go on. Yeah, my most special princess in the entire world, Daniel Ricciardo. My favorite thirty-four-year-old man who goes from room for a living and makes
1: really good merchandise.
0: Makes great merchandise, and also has made the stupidest career decisions ever.
1: It's fine. He's beautiful and charming, so he'll be Exa- okay. Exactly. He's, He's gonna fine. land on his feet. He's fine.
0: <laughs> He's set. He's already back getting a Red Bull paycheck in some way, shape, or form. He's fine.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Um, speaking of tours, who else is going on yes. tour?
0: The Queen of Pop Punk, her fucking self, Avril Lavigne announced that she is going on tour this spring into Let's summer. let fucking go. It looks like they're she's doing the same style venues that uh, Fall Out Boy did for their first leg like, of tour dust. So the ones that pertain to me is that obviously I saw Homedale and Camden. I was like, you're fucking going to PNC Bank Arts Center and you're going to BBT thing. I mm-hmm. will not be going to Camden again. No, because that drive killed me. <laughs> yeah, that I th- I normally I would not consider going just because I was like, ah, that, that's cool that she's going on tour. Do I really want to spend the money on it? And then the openers that were announced, they're rotating based on location. All Time Low, Simple Plan, Royal and the Serpent, and Girlfriends. And Simple Plan is playing both New Jersey dates. Simple Plan was my first ever pop punk love. Mm -hmm. I've been a fan of of Simple Plan since 2004. They're my first concert ever. where Where they still played the Nokia... When it was still the Nokia Theater in Times Square. And it was... Plain White Tees, Stray Light Run, and Baby Paramore (laughs) that opened up for them.
1: Stray Light Run. Weird fucking choice for a Simple Plan tour, but sure. It was
0: really sad because they were doing, like, sad indie music, like Bright Eyes shit. Yeah. um, Which is not the vibe for Simple Plan, which I understand, like, oh, you're friends with the dude from Taking Back Sunday. Invite him on the tour. But having them as the... I think they were the opener after Paramore because then it was Plain White T's and then Simple Plan. Mm-hmm. The vibe of the crowd got so rancid because they he, they just like weren't playing hype music, and everyone was chanting for Simple Plan during their set, and it was like really sad, bruh. And even me at like ten years old was like, "This is really fucking sad." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy shit, this is rude. But also at the same time, I was a baby and didn't understand the whole point of openers, and I was like, "I'm tired." Yeah. Where's Simple Plan? Mm-hmm. Loved Paramore, though. Oh, the Ottawa like, date
1: is going to be Simple Plan and Girlfriends.
0: Exactly. Of course, Simple Plan's got it. Canadian Kings. Yeah. Be
1: serious. That show is going to be crazy. I might actually go to this.
0: Yeah, no, that's, a, that's national pride right there. Yeah.
1: That's just like, Avril Lavigne shows up, you go. Like, sorry. She is playing at a venue that is such a pain in the ass to get to but it's also like the only stadium that we have so like what can oh, gotcha. you do i
0: it's, might go it's all it's all depends on like when i'm gonna end up moving this year
1: yeah so i i think that we should all go i think that everyone should go see avril levine by we all i mean everybody within the sound of my voice i think that every single one of us should like find the nearest avril show and go
0: because <laughs> <laughs> it feels like um like it's like going to a church service, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Pop-punk church service. We're all going to go see Avril Lavigne, et cetera. Et cetera. It's going to be so fantastic. Yeah. Oh,
1: then... Love her.
0: Other tours announced this year. Waterparks announced that they're only going on one tour this year. The mm-hmm. Speaking Out of Heaven tour where they said the set list will be very different than the property tour. You know, water parks will never do the same thing twice. No boring behavior, playing stuff we haven't done in a long time. Some we never have. I'm straight up learning piano for this tour, anything to make it new. Mm -hmm. So it feels like water parks is uh, slowing down stuff to prevent burnout for themselves. I feel like they were just like nonstop touring last year. Yeah, So
1: it was very constant. Glad
0: glad that they're taking a a little bit of a breather and doing something uh, to keep it new and exciting for them so they don't like start hating their jobs
1: Mm mm-hmm
0: so fuck yeah
1: it uh it also seems like they're gonna be doing like i don't know some b-sides or like some re-releases for uh intellectual property because they did release sneaking out of heaven as like a bonus track like a couple months after that album came out and they've kind Mm -hmm. of teased some other stuff might be coming out and saying like there's more to property than we've let on so it'll be interesting to see like what else what else they come up with Mm -hmm. what else is happening on this album
0: do they announce who they're touring with or no
1: uh, Loveless. Oh. I don't know who else. Yeah.
0: That one band that was on the main stage for, like, no good reason. At yeah. Had <laughs> a
1: Yes. Like, it's extremely just, like, okay. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I am, like, just being a hater for no reason and they're actually the best band ever. But, like, I- I'm just very, like, okay, like, your lead singer does covers on TikTok and, like, that's it. Like, what's going
0: on? <laughs> So you're gonna do covers on sta- on the main stage of this festival, but Motion City soundtrack is on one of the side stages. Be so fucking serious right now.
1: Motion City and Thursday on side stages is fucking crazy. Like it's We, we already said it, but I'm saying it again. It's crazy. <laughs> like oh, is it Thursday also going on tour? I think so. Thursday, oh, they're God. they're genuinely just like always doing something because like i don't
0: know fuck ass yes, shit hold on thursday tour also i did not clock this and i initially when we changed our upload date to thursday yeah they're but i also i also think it's a fun little tribute that it comes out on thursdays now because of thursday
1: <laughs> it's only because we love jeff
0: jeff got your back all the time yeah no they're currently on tour okay
1: yeah i read his book uh oh, they're playing Irving yeah. Plaza. I read his book on the way to and from New Jersey last time I was there, and exactly it was so good.
0: Okay, so full disclosure: this may sound choppy because Chloe's thing stopped recording, and I have ADHD and don't remember what we were talking about. The last thing that was mentioned was that Chloe needs to buy her plane ticket to New Jersey. (laughs) I certainly do.
1: Um, speaking of Fallout Boy, they did play. Uh, at a show recently, the uh, iHeartRadio Alter Ego Fest in Anaheim, California.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: they were playing there along with the 1975, the Black Keys, that's a name that I have not heard in a fucking while, right. uh, <laughs> 30 Seconds to Mars, Bush, Sum 41, Yellow Card, Lovely the Band, and The Last Dinner Party. Um, Not the worst lineup. No. I mean, it's like, I would see two of these bands on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I actually already have seen the Black Keys on purpose at uh, Blues Fest here. Girl, one of the worst shows I've ever been to, it was not their fault. It was just like raining. Oh my God. It was raining so fucking hard. So like it took forever for them to get out on stage because it was like an outdoor fest. They They should have just canceled it. I don't know why they didn't. And like their equipment was like getting rained on. So like they sounded like shit because like their speakers and shit were full of water. Oh, Um, God. And it was just, like, nobody was having a good time. Like, everyone was mad. And then I uh, accidentally hit my friend Emily in the head with the door when I was getting into the bus station. Mm. Um, Fully concussed. Uh, (laughs) That's got nothing to do with them. That one is all on me. But, like, (laughs) no one. It did not make the day any better. (laughs) Nobody was having a good time that day. I hope that this show went better for them. Um, And we got a couple of collabs from this fest crazy
0: collabs some
1: very weird collabs that like i would not have expected uh no and that involved some bands that were not on the lineup at all so
0: (laughs) mike shinoda from lincoln park came out to sing with fallout boy like (laughs) what are you doing here (laughs) like first of all i did not know that lincoln park and fallout boy were friends in the first place i didn't either um I I would understand like Mike Shinoda with Thirty Seconds to Mars. I would understand Mark Shinoda with My Chemical Romance. Yeah, because those are bands that I feel like have a little bit more overlap than Lincoln Park and Fall Out Boy. Yes, but as we all uh, as we've learned at the top of the episode with Haley Williams being friends with David Byrne, you can have friends in all sorts of places.
1: Yeah, everyone is all over the place, um, and everyone's
0: friends with each other or yeah. enemies. Hmm. Friends or enemies. Mm-hmm. So true. We need to do an episode on that. We, we are actually Reese really should. Net.
1: So we got Mike Shinoda coming out to sing with Fall Out Boy, already incredible. And then we get um, Mikey Way,
0: Michael Fucking Way, <laughs> Microwave Mikey. We're bringing back the Mikey Woman Hate Minute. The Mikey
1: Woman Hate Minute.
0: Mikey, Mike, <laughs> fuck. Sure, Mikey Woman. No, Mikey Way Hate Moment.
1: <laughs> Mikey, Woman Way. <laughs> Mikey Woman Way.
0: Mikey Woman Way. No, I am recovering so fucking hard from Mag. I can't.
1: <laughs> the amount of problems that I would have if Mikey Way was a woman, like we're we're actually <laughs> we're actually so lucky that Mikey Way is a man, because like the devastation, be so
0: it would be so <laughs> bad otherwise. <laughs> Woo! Um, but yeah, the the Mikey Way hate moment is back with a vengeance because he came out to play bass with Thirty Seconds to Mars.
1: Wild. Like for what?
0: (laughs) I didn't realize that people were so cool with Jared Leto. I
1: genuinely did not. I was like, surely we all hate him now. (laughs)
0: Like Right. I thought that was just like the universal experience. Like we've all gotten over it, right?
1: Like like we all have seen him act like an asshole often enough that we just like aren't chilling with him anymore. I don't know. He did have on a really cool cape. So
0: And also, like, The Kill is also still a really good fucking song. Like, so, that's like, the problem. What are we to do? What that's, are we to do? That's
1: the fucking issue. Is that, like, I do hear, you know, come break me down, bury me, bury me. And I'm like, well, th- what am I supposed to do?
0: Die? Not, like, no. <laughs> not
1: love it? Like, of, of course I do. I'm human. Fucking come on. Like, there's only I've got two ears there's and a heart. So
0: like-, <laughs> like, fuck. So he came out to play bass. Which, again, means that Mikey Way and Pete Wentz were in the same area.
1: It's so funny. It's so funny (laughs) (laughs) that, like, first of all, I don't know if Mikey has met any members of Linkin Park because Mikey was famously not on the Project Revolution tour. So this may have been, like, him just being like, hey, like, you were there for my brother's wedding. I wasn't. And then, like, them go off to do different collabs, uh, Mike with Fall Out Boy, who Mikey knows, and then mikey with 30 seconds to mars who i'm assuming Mm -hmm. mike shinoda knows also both of them named mike hilarious
0: that is very funny the only difference between them is the obligatory why
1: yeah we have a mike we have a mikey we need a michael
0: i think if i ever heard someone referred to mikey as mike i think i'd have to leave I'm like, I don't know that man.
1: It's always weird when they call him Mike. I'm like, who is that?
0: Certainly not Mike.
1: Mike. <laughs> that's
0: good Mikey. way.
1: That's Mikey. Like, there is that one old interview where he introduces himself as Michael, and then like someone else, like Ray, calls him Mikey, and the interviewer is like, so Mikey. And he's just like, well, I'm never going to be Michael. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess it's good to have like a stage name in that way.
1: <laughs> but your stage name is just like your little brother-ass nickname. Right. Yeah that poor man
0: that poor man Um, which also like okay we were like what else is mikey way doing in anaheim and i fully said like he's fucking at disneyland because he's in a disney adult now yeah like he's there without his wife and kids (laughs) yeah to go see the mouse like he probably is it's
1: probably like finally some alone time just me
0: some alone time in disneyland
1: just me and michael mouse
0: (laughs) (laughs) fuck there's Michael. i'm gonna be seeing i'm gonna be seeing michael mouse in two weeks oh
1: god you excited
0: yeah i am so excited i like dear listeners i am a little bit of a disney adult but i'm not crazy i just if i'm gone from disneyland or disney world from too long my soul starts to wither a little bit and i've now somehow become a once a year disneyland person because all of my friends live in anaheim mm-hmm. so <clears> i'm now going out to anaheim for the first time in a year so i'm like well Time for me to go to Disney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very excited because I now have one of those fuck ass Loungefly Disney backpacks.
1: <laughs> They're kind of cute, though.
0: They're so cute, except that when I was there, like the only Muppets one they had was one I didn't love, so I didn't get it because I was like, these Loungefly backpacks are so stupid expensive for what they are that like I'm not going to spend nearly a hundred dollars on a thing that I'm not totally in love with. And then I proceeded while I was in the. Not Bob Barker International. John Wayne International Airport. Uh-huh. On my way back last time on eBay looking up Loungefly Fly backpacks and saw a Zero one from Nightmare for Christmas because that's the kind of emo that I am. That Nightmare for Christmas is one of my favorite movies of all time and I can recite the words with it mm-hmm. and do the opening monologue off the top of my head. I then proceeded to buy one off of eBay for like an embarrassing amount of money So, and I refuse to wear it in public that's not Disneyland, so I finally get to use this fuck-ass backpack that I bought (laughs) so long ago and wear it with my stupid little, like, Never for Christmas Mickey ears that I have and my stupid little Zero, like, thing that I never wear unless it's at (laughs) Disney. And I just look like the biggest disgrace emo trash Tim Burton piece of shit Yeah. when I'm there. but. I'm cringe and I'm allowed to be cringe at Disneyland, I guess.
1: Do you ever think about um, Pete Wentz's episode of Cribs where he's like showing off his place and like he takes you into the bathroom and it's like, this is like my cologne that I use. And like for some reason it's like on the side of his bathtub and it's like the Nightmare Before Christmas collab cologne and it's called Bone Daddy. Oh God. And I was like, yeah, like fucking, of course you do.
0: Of course you do it with his half sleeve for Never for Christmas shit. Yeah. At least no one else say this about my love of Never for Christmas is that I do not want a Never for Christmas tattoo. Yeah. Like I have I'm zero I'm free. desire to put that shit in my body forever. <laughs> and that's what that's why I'm built different from Pete Wentz.
1: I mean, we're also older than Pete was when he had those tattoos though. So like we've
0: But I, I I feel I, like when
1: I was younger, I was absolutely like you know, if I had the money and I had the permission, <laughs> I would have.
0: Yeah, fully. If done I had it. had the money at like eighteen to do it, I would have done it. But I didn't. Yeah. Instead, my first tattoo was a Sailor Moon tattoo. So, yeah,
1: way cooler. But that's eternal. Yeah,
0: but that's way fucking cooler. That's different. Your ta- first tattoo was also a Sailor Moon tattoo, wasn't it?
1: Uh, my first was my constellations on my back, and then my next one was Sailor Moon.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I always yeah. heard that you have the constellations on your back. Yeah,
1: I do too, because I can't see them.
0: That's the main reason why I don't want back tattoos is because I'll just forget that they're there. Same things with, like, anything that's on the back of my arms or the back of my legs. So right now it's very silly that all my tattoos are just, like, facing outwards. <laughs> but I have the object permanence of a baby, so if I can't see them, then I don't have them.
1: Yeah, I I need to get some more, like, on my back, on the back of my legs and shit.
0: Yeah, I, it's, it's starting to look silly. Like, I have just enough stuff that looks silly that I don't have it on the back of anything. So... I'm currently in the midst of deciding what I want to do next and where I want to do it, but I also just spent so much money at Magfest. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, well, this is probably for April mm-hmm. instead. Fuck. Yeah, especially because I'm traveling again next month. But I'm trying to like go get tattoos in Anaheim. Finally, yeah, but I we'll gotta, see.
1: I gotta get some tattoos. I'm having tattoo emotion. Like, yeah, I, pretty I'm pretty severely. I'm currently
0: I'm currently trying to decide if I want to finally get my 17 tattoo pre whenever they do their US tour this year, which is like finally confirmed, but like the dates aren't confirmed yet, which I am trying to redo my trip to London that I was supposed to do last year Mm -hmm. for listeners who don't know. I was supposed to be in London and then we missed our flight and the trying to buy a new flight was so expensive, like more expensive than like half of the trip budget in general that i just like canceled everything and like took the l on a couple things Mm -hmm. so my mom was like oh we should redo it and i'm like for sure however like i'm supposed to be trying to move anywhere between like may to august we can't go then because i don't know what the schedule is yet and then now i was like but also 17 finally announced that they're going to be doing a tour this year's like oh not this shit again because last year when i was initially planning this trip i was like well going based off of what last year looked like we could predict that 17 is going to be probably back in america during this time so we have to go during this time um and then they proceeded to not tour in the united states at all <laughs> so i did all that to plan a trip that i didn't go to and now i have to actually plan around them actually touring this year so we'll see what the fuck happens but
1: yeah all right very I,
0: busy in terms of travel so far this year
1: yeah uh, same
0: where else are you going besides not, a, not a terribly busy um
1: vegas and also
0: gonna oh, be for, ah shit i keep reading <laughs> they were going to vegas if 17 fucking tours like where 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 i'm supposed to be like in jersey or in california during when we were young I'm gonna be so fucking angry. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, I'm going to choose going to when we were young over seventeen, and I'll just choose a different like date to go for seventeen. But if it fucking lines up, I'm gonna be so angry. In general,
1: it would be awful. Um, I'm going to uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, for a wedding.
0: Nice, yeah.
1: That I'm very excited for. I'm gonna see a ton of people and
0: yeah. Last year, see some friends get married. Wedding. Hell yeah! Last year was my wedding year. This year, I don't think I have any weddings lined up, which sucks because I love a wedding.
1: I do love a wedding. I wish that people would do it more
0: and and have an open bar and like people who are already married should just like have wedding too.
1: I mean, that's like what I'm going to. They're already legally married. They're just having like a party.
0: Oh, love! Like it's
1: just like the ceremony, you know, because they uh, just had like their little legal wedding now to like get some immigration stuff taken care of and gotcha. then in like a couple months they're gonna have like a big like everybody come this is the wedding
0: fuck yeah love that because the best part of the wedding is the party anyway exactly
1: and I'm, I'm very excited hell yeah
0: i would love yeah or I basically i just want to go to a place i have an excuse to dress up in a nice dress have an open bar and have like silly handheld pre-dessert like the pre-dinner like a uh, cocktail hour shit that's the best part of the wedding and also seeing my friends get married and like being in love and stuff like that. But
1: <laughs> exactly. But I also just like like a fun little drink. So.
0: But yeah, that that's about like all the news we have from January. If we missed anything, please feel free to shout us out over on Twitter and Instagram using hashtag SoEmoPod or adding us at SoEmoPod. In general, we will see it. Like, we're not a big enough podcast that we don't see stuff, so anything that you guys do send us, we do see, and we will respond. So feel free to, you know, yell at us on your various platforms. If you want us to start, if you want us to talk about video games and have a video game podcast, we will do
1: that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I feel like at least once an episode, we derail a conversation and talk about video games. It's important. Um, It's like Magic the Gathering and... Like video game and like Baldur's Gate is like what we keep talking
1: about. <laughs> video games are inherently emo, always. That's
0: so true. Actually, say that there is an intersection there. Oh, I wore my elder emo, um, elder emo crying club sweatshirt that I got from Jack Vanex' most recent merch launch, um, mm-hmm. uh, merch drop at uh Magfest, and I got so many compliments on it. So like, there is an overlap. That like is the crowd. It literally, I've never gotten more compliments on that sweatshirt than. I got more comments on that sweatshirt than when I wore my Elminster cosplay.
1: (laughs) The Elminster cosplay was so good, though.
0: It was. It was also just really painful because I got blisters on my feet uh, the night before. Because, turns out, shoes that you typically are fine wearing, the second that you walk around on carpeting for hours and hours and hours on end, can fuck your feet up. So the entire balls of my feet just turned into one huge blister. And the next day I had planned on wearing Elminster, which the whole point of that cosplay is to have the platform heels mm-hmm. for it. And I could I only wore that costume for like two and a half hours, which is really frustrating because I worked so hard on it. Yeah. But I was in too I was just in too much pain. I was like, this is not worth being in pain for. I would want to actually enjoy my time here. Mm-hmm. Then be seen in a costume. Yeah. And stuff. So next time. Next time. So yeah. Um, normal end of the podcast stuff. I already did my spiel. If you like what we do here. Follow us on the things so at some email pod. Give us a review. Uh, follow and subscribe to us on your podcast or choice. It makes us look good, etc. Stuff. So we will see you next week. Really exciting stuff that we're doing for Black History Month. Our, you can look forward to our history of Gym Class Heroes for the first week of February. It's going to be sick as hell.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited to finally get to talk about them. I'm
0: so fucking stoked to talk about Gym Class Heroes. So. Alright, see you guys later.
1: What Kung Fu Grip. Kung
0: Fu Grip? As you can see, I had to use my Judo on Gerard. Yeah, I see that Gerard's actually gone to pieces here during this interview. Sometimes it happens. I just got so emo I fell apart. That's what actually happened. You got that sad? Yes. Hey, Jane. Hey, Jacqueline.
1: Do you think the 2011 Egyptian Revolution was caused by the Chaos God Apophis?
0: Uh, I mean, I think that's-
1: How about the American Civil War and its ties to Greco-Roman conflict?
0: I... I mean, I think that's underselling the economic concern of slavery.
1: Do you think centaurs just piss where they stand?
0: Jacqueline, no offense, but I think there's something deeply wrong with you.
1: It's not me, it's actually Rick Riordan, author of the Percy Jackson series.
0: So you're saying that if you do a deep analysis of this incredibly popular and purportedly progressive, though overall well-intentioned, author's works, you can uncover the deep rot behind American liberalism and capitalism as a whole? Yeah. Okay, I guess we could do a podcast about that.
1: And we can make sure to take time each episode to find the incontrovertible proof that his characters are not cishet, because Rick Riordan is not the boss of us.
0: Listen to One Wise Girls every Friday, brought to you by the Moonshot Network.